0: Hello, welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. In today's podcast, I don't know why I am doing this because it's literally 1120 p.m. My family is asleep and I am awake, but I, I don't know. I just kind of want to do this. So let's see how it goes. Let's see if it gets posted. Let's see if it sees the day of light or the light of day but basically what we're doing in this podcast is i am going to be sharing some of my most recent writings up to date um i still don't know what constitutes a poem i don't think i will ever know what constitutes a poem so we're just going to call them writings and i'm going to share those with you today in this podcast um call it a uh, como city say um what do we call it an anthology if you will I'm not sure call it an anthology if you will anyways without further ado let's go ahead and get into this podcast I legit do not know why I am doing this like I hope that I'm not gonna wake up my family but anyways I have currently 13 poems published on this site called Poetser and it's basically this site where all different types of poets, writers, they get to publish their own works and they get to share it with other people who are poets and writers themselves and it's kind of like this social media platform but specifically geared towards people who want to share their writing and so far I've had a really great experience on the app. I really loved it because I am very new to the whole idea of writing poems or writings or whatever like that. I'm very new to the feel and it's kind of like nerve wracking to publish something that's yours and you feel pretty proud about it but at the same time you know that you're a beginner so it's kind of like you know am I the best who knows who knows so to have that affirmation through the different people who have liked my poems through different people who have commented like this one girl I forgot her name her name is MK Reaper um she commented on mine after i commented on her poem and i was like oh my gosh i love this like do you mind if i share this with a friend she was like yes and i'm really moved by your work as well like keep doing i'm like oh my gosh that you guys encouraging me and i'm encouraging you like i freaking love it it's such a great outlet so I currently have thirteen poems published here, um, and what I like about this um, Como City say is that I get to publish whatever I want, want, and I don't have that added layer of like, oh my gosh, is somebody like going to see my deepest, you know, darkest thoughts and hearts, desires, and things like that? Like these are people that I don't know, and I get to post it anonymous, anonymously. So. I really get to be unfiltered without that added layer of like, oh my gosh, are people that I know going to see what I write? Are they going to see the most vulnerable layers of me? Especially because I'm writing about certain people that I know. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um So anyways, I'm going to go through the 13 poems that I have currently written and maybe I'll go through like a 14th, I'm not sure. I'm going to try not to explain them or go too deep into them because I have done this for some of the poems that I have posted previously, but I would like to give you context because I think that it could be helpful. So I'll try to go through it. Maybe I'll give it just a couple of comments and then we'll move on to the next. So let's start with the very first first poem that I wrote, which is called The Year, The Time, and The Individual. I actually shared this in a separate podcast, so I'm going to try not to go too in-depth with the analysis because I have a whole podcast dedicated to context about this. But anyways, here goes the poem. The Year, The Time, and The Individual. The years, they go by. The time, it flies. And yet, here am I. Are the years chasing me? Or am I chasing the years? Do I find time? Or does time find me? Basically, in a nutshell, this poem is exactly what it says. It's me observing time, the years, and then also turning that back on me and reflecting on me as an individual. What am I doing with these times in the year that I have been given or the years that are going by? Am I finding time to do the things that I really like to do? or Am I finding time to live? Or is time finding me wasting away, regretting or procrastinating or doing whatever it is? You know, that's the same thing for, do I find time or does time find me? You know what I mean? Like, You know, like, am I finding time to do the things that I'm doing or, you know, is time looking at me? So that's basically the gist of this poem. The next poem is called Reflections. This is actually a song that I wrote to music. So um, let me find the artist. It's a composer and they, um, sorry, I'm trying to find the, the composer of the song. So it's by... So the song is called Reflections by Toshifumi. Toshifumi Reflections. And when I heard this song, I was inspired to write lyrics to the music. So this actually goes with music, but it can also be a standalone poem. So I'm going to read it as such. Reflections. If we were in another world, we would be soulmates indeed. If we were in another world, my heart would be yours to keep. But that's not reality. You're there and not with me. We're so far apart. When did we, where did we drift apart? In another world, I would be yours and you would be mine. We'd walk hand in hand through time. We'd be meant to be, but that's not reality. We can't seem to meet. but promise me just one thing, promise me you'll remember me. I need to get the delivery of reading this poem correctly because it kind of falls flat. But when you actually like listen to the song, I'm gonna give you the melody and then you can go ahead and listen to the song. But basically this is how it goes when it goes with the song.
1: It's like if we were in the world we would be soulmates indeed. If we were in another world, my heart would be yours to keep. But that's not reality. You're there and not with me. We're so far apart. when did we? where did we drift apart in another world I would be yours and you would be mine we'd walk hand in hand through time we'd be meant to be but that's not Reality We can't seem to meet But promise me just one thing Promise you'll remember me So that
0: is a poor, poor singing of the song But that's basically the lyrics that I wrote to... I think his name is Toshi fumi his his com- composition name Reflections, and basically this song isn 't about anyone or anything in particular it's just the emotions that I felt that the song evoked out of me when i when I listen to that song that 's what I feel. I feel like I feel this longing for a love that I cannot really have anymore because the person that I want. It's just not reality. It's not something that's feasible. And so that's basically what this song was inspired by. So it's kind of inspired by real life situations and instances and things like that. But it's not particularly pinpointed to one thing, one person, one situation. And that makes any sense. But it's definitely inspired by real feelings that I have had regarding, um, situations very similar so that's reflections now the next song was also written to music so let me go ahead and find the music that i wrote this one to by the way it's called you and yet so i wrote this song to is this youtube i don't know it's not particularly an artist because it's more so like a lo-fi beat or lo-fi beat so um it's by idealism and the name of the music is called illusions and when I was listening to this song during my devotional time I was inspired to write this and so this is what came of it this one is called you and yet context I'm speaking to God let's get into it so it says, "You've called me, and yet I don't answer. You set the standard, and yet I don't meet it. You've adopted me, and yet I abandon you. You paved the way, you are the way, and yet I don't follow. You ask me to draw near, and yet I lean away. Why do I do the things I do? Lord, have mercy upon me, for I am I am only human, simply human." So, as you can probably tell from this writing, it's mostly about me writing about my struggles of wanting to please God, wanting to follow His way, wanting to meet the standard, wanting to be with Him. It is all of these things about how, like, He, you know, all of these things, like, uh, observing his character and then kind of observing where I stand it. it's like you have done all of these things like you have literally given everything it's more so observing of how such a good character he is and yet I still just have this inability to appreciate who he is and return that favor by just simply loving and following him that's literally all he asks And he's done so much, given so much. I love this song by, I forgot the name
1: of it, but, um, it's called, um... You've given me everything you got, everything you are. Hey,
0: I cannot remember the song. Oh, How Do You Love Me? How Do You Love Me by, um dang it why can't I remember anything but it's this song called how do you love me I'll give you the artist afterwards and he's also talking to God in a similar way um, to what I wrote and one of the lines in his song says you give me everything you are everything you've got a and that's just so true like and that's what I was just writing about how God gives me everything he is and everything he's got yet and yet, and yet, I can just never do what needs to be done. But let me give you the artist to. Um, how do you love me?
1: How do you love me? It it the last time? Was the last time? How do you love me?
0: Okay, it's by Xavier Omar, um, and, and- Sango, Sango, and Spirits. Spirits. <laughs> Anyways. So that's you and yet. Okay, how are we doing on time? I feel like we're doing okay. We got a couple more. So the next one is called admiration. And this is actually a series. And I broke it up into parts because at first, when I first wrote it, it was just this large writing. Um, but this series is called admiration. And I broke it up into parts, as I said. So let's start with part one, which is all about my eyes (laughs) it's basically me writing about how much i admire myself and it was actually um, i was inspired to write this in response to a prompt that was that i was answering and the prompt was what do you like about yourself and so this is what came of that here's part one i really like my eyes it's not necessarily the color of them it's more so the vibe of them they can be soft when in admiration and yet so intense all together. I also like the smile they give. It's so embracing and warming, I feel. So yeah, that's exactly what I said is what it means. <laughs> part two, this is how part two reads. Oh, and then there's my smile. Oh, how I love my smile. My smile journeys across my face, it's as bright as a mellow summer day. And when I smile, I smile, and I love that, I love that. There is a slight dimple on my right cheek that peeks out when I'm at the peak of happiness, and I love that as well. But my favorite are the little commas my smile forms at the Northwest and Northeast East points of my top lips they're adorable I feel yeah I love my smile I love those little commas I love those slight dimples I love how they peek out when I'm at the peak of happiness I love it that's, that's the poem admiration part 2 part 3 is about my lips and it reads I love my lips the shape the color the feel everything about them resonates with me I love the shape they take on both while smiling and resting I love the shades they hold I love the natural hue of brown they give off it's like nature's nude no no lip color needed they're beautiful I feel part four reads oh and let's not forget about what I like to call little sprinkles of love. I love the beauty marks I have particularly populated on the left side of my face under my eye. I like them because they remind me of my grandma. She had them too. They're special, I feel. Part five. I love my skin and how it generates and emanates heat always. The warmth my hands hold are representative of the passion that burns for those I care about. I love that my skin harnesses warmth for those I love. My zeal runs dormant until evoked. I love that there's fire in me. Fire for warmth, fire for war, fire for comfort, fire for compassion, fire for those who need it the most. I love that my skin holds stories. The slightest scratch gives proof to the lived experiences that are my life. I love my skin and the brown cocoa and honey tones it reflects. I love how it complements the sun and the sun complements it. I love my skin. It's the softest I feel. Yeah, so... I like this. There are just a couple of points that I would like to point out. So I talk about how my my skin generates and emanates heat, and if you know me, if anybody knows me in person and has ever been near to me, um, I am a natural warm body. Like my body is always running hot. Anytime I touch my mom, and I talked about this in one of my podcasts called "Admiration," I think, or what I like about myself, I go more into depth, but anytime I touch my mom, she's like, wow, Mari, your hands are hot. Wow, your hands are hot. Like, like, it's just, I'm always warm. And I remember when I would be in high school and my friends would be cold, I would like literally cradle their hands in my hands. And I would always be like degrees hotter than them, literally. And I kind of like that because I feel like it's representative of that passion that I have and that compassion that I have for those that I really care about. Um, I'm very loyal and I can become really zealous when it comes to the people that I love. And that's when I go and I talk about how, you know, my zeal runs dormant until evoked. You know, I'm typ- typically not like a, you know, hot-headed person, like the first one to be outspoken and take care and do what needs to be done. But when it comes to the people I love, do not play. I don't play it will come out quickly and I wouldn't even know that it's in me and I like that it's deep down in me ready to be you know dispatched when the people I love needs it so those are the things that I wanted to talk about here let's move on to part six this is the final it's not the final installment of the admiration series but this is what I have written so far so it's the last one for what I have written so far And this one is about my hair. And it reads, Dear Hair, I love you. I love your versatility. As I grow, you grow with me. And while I love you, I'm not in love with you. And this saddens me deeply. I love you, but I'm not sure if the world loves you. And that scares me. But bear with me, Because I'm looking forward to the day where I say, F the world. It's me and my fro against any foe. I want to fall deeply in love with you. I want to care for you, shower you with love, decorate you with pearls, and show you off to the world. I want to be confident in who you are and what you add to me. You deserve more. The least I can do is appreciate your worth for you were with, there with me since birth. You've never left me. You've shed for me, you've stretched for me, you've burned for me, you've even laid dormant for me. And you were humble through it all. Not once did you utter a mumble or grumble. Every time I came back, you curled for me. Even when I abandoned you, you curled for me. Your humility and resilience amazes me you truly inspire me and for that i am forever in all of you p.s i love your height it's glorious i feel um and that is admiration about my hair um i like this Because it's true. I'm on a journey to loving my hair fully to the fullest degree that it can be loved. I'm on a journey to embracing it and being confident and wearing it out in the world because as my best friend pointed out to me, she's like, maybe it's more so that you're comfortable in your hair. Um, but not necessarily as confident as you could be and I definitely think that that's true when I'm at home in the shelter of my own home and I don't have outside forces looking in and peering at my hair which as I always state is more so of an internal struggle than external like I don't think that fully there are people who are actually commenting on my hair so to speak but I think that is years of social conditioning that I have allowed myself to subscribe to and it just takes a lot of unconditioning to really work through that and be like you know what I have to release that I have to embrace what is truly mine and when I'm at home and there's no threat of pushback I do embrace it but then it's time to go out and i'm like well now it's time to put you away because we got to look presentable we got to look desirable to the world we got to you know score us a bachelor you know what i mean or we got to score us a job secure something we got to look presentable and nice you know what i mean and i think that like i said before it's just lots of years of conditioning that i just have to work through and decondition and then we'll be all coosie and boosie so um, I'm getting there and I'm liking the growth that I've seen thus far and I'm happy to see what the road holds. Alrighty, we're at literally the last one. This one is called, I Met Him Again. Let me check that. Okay, we're doing good on time. This one is called, I Met Him Again. <sighs> And this one was inspired by an encounter that I had with an old friend of mine from high school, um, and he was somewhat of a crush, if you will, um, but not fully a crush. And I'll kind of go through that again, um, once I'm done. But I wrote this, um, after the encounter that we had a couple of years later, um, after high school, so let me read it for you. I Met Him Again, that's the title. Let's get into it. I met him, I met him again. After thinking I'd never lay eyes on him, I thought the thought of him would remain a distant memory that would never again be a reality. But I met him, I met him again. After silently expressing my grief of losing him just the other day, after sharing how much my heart longed for our chemistry to ignite again, for our dynamic to be dynamic, our dynamite again, I met him, I met him again. It was unexpected, it was surprising, and those two words, hey stranger, left me surmising. Hearing him, seeing him for the first time in a long time left me without gravity. Drifting away into the thought of him, the thought of me, and the thought of what we could be. I know. Crazy, right? (laughs) But the craziest thing about it is that I actually met him. I met him again. And not only did I meet him again, I stayed across into his skin and I let it sink in. And as for me, a planet was placed on my wrist. He said it was to symbolize me being out of this world of course before the henna could even dry i knew that this memory would never leave me no matter how hard i tried i was okay with that i was content with letting our reunion end but before i could depart and continue helping others with their art he invited me to continue our familiar farce and so i went we tied dyed together we teased each other, we taunted one another, and for one second, it felt like we were finding our way back to where it all began, high school, pre-calculus. There is where my fundus for him began, college, international education celebration. Then is when the thoughts of him started to swarm again. I could say more, but I won't for the sake of my sanity. But what I will say is that I met him. I met him again, and I hope to meet him again and again and again for long, for as long as we can. And so that concludes the end of this poem. Yeah, I actually am really proud of that. Um, I like what I wrote. I think it was really cool. Even if the story doesn't continue and nothing comes of it, I think that it was so cool that at least I had to have one more interaction with him because I really genuinely enjoyed his company when we were in high school and I still genuinely think that he's a cool person now and so peace to him forever and wish him the best and I wish myself the best. But um, it was crazy because the day that I met him, just the day before I met him again, I was talking to my best friend about him and how much I missed hanging out with him in class and how much I missed laughing and all that kind of stuff. And just for me to go to campus just on a random day and happen to see him again, it was just like, what? I felt like that was cool. So um, that's that. I feel like I should read one more poem because I did have, or well, two more poems These poems were inspired by my time with God, during my time reflecting, Um, and if I can find it, I will definitely read it for you. There are a couple of more poems that I have written like my og poem mold and fold i have a podcast about that it's in the i'm a lyrical genius podcast so if you want to read about the very first poem it's very comical i have written in my later adulthood then read that uh, listen to that and then i have one called the essence of us i believe um that's also about hair <gasps> We did not read one of my favorite poems on here. We have to go back to poets, or because there is a poem on here. Here, we actually missed so many. Hold on. There's three more poems left on this list. Let me go ahead and read some of them for you. So, letting go. I'm gonna read this one. Oh no! It's pausing. What the freak? I'm so mad at myself. It's not working anymore. There's a poem called Letting Go. There's a poem called Desires. And there's a poem called Longing for Other Love. I wrote all of these poems. And they're not letting me freaking read them. Which I'm kind of upset about. I guess we will hopefully come back to those soon. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Dang it. Now it's like freaking out. Because I was tapping on it for so long. Let's just wait for it to do its thing. Alrighty, let's read Letting Go. So this is really short. It says, Letting Go. I no longer desire to edit my life to fit the narrative of others. Explaining myself is exhausting. Therefore, I hereby declare my departure from this practice. And that's just what I said is exactly what I felt in the moment. I am so tired of feeling the need to explain oh my gosh so this is happening in my life because x y z my life structure is like this because of x y z this is my lifestyle because of all of these different contributing factors I do not want to do that anymore it's very very exhausting I don't want to feel the need to explain every single thing about myself to anybody and Quite frankly, as I said before, again and again and again, is exhausting. So I no longer am going to be practicing that because it really doesn't serve anyone any good, really, um, and it drives me into the ground. So I'm just going to focus on being myself, doing that well. And if I would like to share that with you and make you privy, then you'll be privy. If you're not privy, then you're not privy. And that's what I will leave it at for now on. So let's read the next one. This next one is called Desires. It says, I fiend for it and I don't know why. I fiend for being the apple of your eye. I long for just one look. I long for you to read me like a book. I want you to want me. I want you to wonder what we could be. I hope that one day my hopes and dreams will come true. I hope that one day you'll want me to want you too. I like this one because it's cute and it's simple and it's sweet and it's nice. And ooh, somebody put like a really cute like, um, emoji on this one I don't know I like it because I feel like a lot of people can relate again this idea of liking someone and just kind of wanting to be loved back and kind of just wanting for just a second to be the apple of someone's eye and to be the person that doesn't to be chased i feel like a lot of times in my life i always feel like i'm the one that is pursuing someone else or investing energy but i don't really see the same type of energy being invested back to me and i just for once truly want to be pursued relentlessly and when i'm thinking about it the lord does that all the time but lord you know i want a husband and i want him to do that too um but on a physical sense it's just like it would feel nice for somebody to just pursue you and be like, hi, I want to court you. I feel like you're beautiful. This is what it is. And I've gotten it and I haven't done well with it. So that's maybe why I don't have it because I literally don't know how to handle people pursuing me. But I want that so bad. So let's pray that I can handle it the next time it comes around. All right. the last one on the list was longing for other love (sighs) why can't my love be enough why do I long for other love why is it that I long for that bright and shining white night to capture my heart and hold it tight why is it that I reduce myself to a commodity eyes lit hoping and expecting to be your novelty? Why is it that my beauty isn't legitimized until you've marked me as yours, your property? Why is it that when your eyes trace my skin, my chocolate hue melts as if I'm unworthy of your admiration, as if I'm unworthy of being the one that makes you grin? Behind my eyes is disguised longing for other love. Wow. Okay, yeah. I like this poem because it speaks to something that I have been working through and deconstructing, which is this need for male validation. And not only is it for male validation, but also from proximity to whiteness or white male validation. And I feel like, again... It's a lot of social conditioning that is at play that I have to work on dec- deconditioning myself from and to recognize that my worth as a black woman, as a woman in general, as a human being, is simply established because one, God established it for me and no one can take that away. And two, because that's just what it is. Like no one on this earth can establish me or reestablish me or de establish me if that 's a word, you know what I mean like you can 't do that you can 't take that away, but I feel like in this in this society that we live in, certain ideals of beauty are rewarded more than others are valued more than others are represented more than others and no this is not me throwing everything on outward forces and oh society has done this to me and I know how y'all some of y'all feel about that but this is just this is just the facts that are being played and these things do affect women and not only do they affect women they affect black women and not only do they have or no let me start these things these little structures the way that things go all of these different ways of conduct They affect women. Not only do they affect women, but they affect women of color. Not only do they affect women of color more specifically. They affect black women. And not only do they affect black women. They more specifically affect dark-skinned black women. Or just dark-skinned women in general. This is just facts. I'm stating it. I'm stating it. Um... And so with that being said, I recognize that I recognize that I am being affected by certain by these certain ideas and narratives and constructs and all this kind of stuff. And I'm recognizing that, okay, I want to move away from that. And I'm recognizing how to embrace and love every single of part of me without having to be validated by a male. You know what I mean? But in the society that we live in, that's something that's constantly per- perpetuated to women in order to have value in this world you need to be wanted by a male and not only is that because in the society that we live in as I always say proximity to whiteness always wins you need the white stamp of approval to feel something that's in my eyes And I feel like that's in a lot of other people's eyes, the way that certain people operate. But I no longer want to subscribe to that. I no longer want to operate like that. And I no longer want to seek and feel like, oh my gosh, I am of no value unless you say that I am attractive, unless you find me to be dearly in your eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like certain people can relate. And this is not to say that I, you know, don't value myself. It's just that sometimes I find myself forgetting how much value I have, forgetting how worthy I am. Or not worthy, but um, forgetting the value that I bring to the world and, you know, the graciousness that I have and seeking that elsewhere instead of looking for within because it's already here. It's already been here. I don't need to be validated. I'm already validated. And so that's just something that I wrote about Um, because it's true why do I long for other love why can't my love God's love this love be enough um I think this is really good i don't know i feel like this is really really good i don't know how do you feel i feel very proud of these obviously you know like i said i still don't know what constitutes a poem like i literally do not know like if there are certain rules that you have to follow i actually don't care and there are rules that need to be followed because one thing that i've constantly told myself um Recently, with any of the recent hobbies that I've picked up, I do not want to hold myself to professional standards when I am simply doing this as a pastime. This is something that I want to have a simmering passion about. This is not something that I am professionally passionate about. And so for that reason, I'm not going to go through all the commosities antics right away. Eventually, I'll get there. But I'm just doing this as a pastime. This is just me sharing my thoughts. And however that comes out, that's just how it comes out. Um, let me try to share the last poems with you because I kind of just want to have all the poems here, one-stop shop. This is what I have been writing so far. Um, so let me go ahead and find it. Let me go. Okay. So, I this is like a two-part poem. They're complementary, but also standalone. So the first one is called the good I'm used to and the second one is called the good I'm getting to know. The good I'm used to Let me protect my phone cuz I feel like it's going to cut off at any second and I need to be prepared. Um but the good I'm used to is basically um both of these poems were written in response to a prompt that my friend Jasmine gave me when well, she checked in on me and she was like, "Hey, like how are you doing? How's your faith going? Because I shared with her about how like I'm on this um, reestablishing faith journey and just understanding God in a different light and all this kind of stuff. And she was checking in on me. And as I was reflecting with God, I ended up, this is what came about out of it. I knew this was going to happen, and that's why I prepared myself, because I was not going to have myself talking without being recorded. I have that little, like, nighttime limit app or whatever on my phone, so at a certain amount of time, the limit cuts out, out, and it cuts off the app, so you have to, like, bypass it, whatever, whatever, however. Anyways, I was writing, and this is what came up of it. And so the first poem is basically about... um, Um, it's me describing the good that I'm used to. And when I'm referring to this good that I'm used to, it's more so describing the feelings that I feel when I am living in, according to my flesh and following just the body's will, you know what I mean? The earthly will, um, of beings, um. And it more so goes into and describes how I feel when I'm over consuming things like TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, basically social medias, and romance novels, and just doing everything that feels good. And it's like, some of these things are just like, just simply not good. And then other things can be good within boundaries and within parameters and within a healthy you know limit but I don't have a concept of that so it's over consumption and while it may feel good for a second I always crash anything that's overly done can never be done well you know um so this is what came of it the good I'm used to feeling is strong and pungent the good I'm used to is on high constantly boiling with passion the fire is always on it's always high it's always boiling until it's not then all of a sudden the good I'm used to it runs to the point of blowing a fuse it rises to the point of burning it boils to the point of boiling over. The good I'm used to is so passionate and so entertaining. I become infatuated. I become invested. The good I'm used to is so stimulating and exhilarating. It leaves me wanting more, craving more. And once I've consumed more than I can contain, I crash. The good I'm used to never lasts. The good I'm used to isn't sustainable. And so, yeah. If you are a Christian, if you're a spiritual being, namely a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. But of any religion, but namely a Christian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about it. Um, Then we have the good I'm getting to know. This reflects the idea like God's view of what good truly is. And the feelings that I am starting to embrace as I try to live a life that's more in alignment with his design, his, his divine creation and intent. And living that life is different. Uh, it's not something that I'm used to. It's I, The same reactions that I get from what I engage with, with God is different. And I'm learning to get to know it. And so this is what I wrote about that good that I am getting to know. The good I'm getting to know is new. I'm definitely not used to it. The good I'm getting to know tastes and feels different. It's a flavor completely foreign to me. The good I'm getting to know is so rich and decadent, it's difficult to binge. Instead, it's something you savor, it's something you relish and delight in for a time to come. The good I'm getting to know is potent, but in a poised way. The good I'm getting to know is aromatic. Everyone says, taste and see that it is good. And I did. It's refreshing, it's quenching, it's fulfilling indeed. The good I'm getting to know is growing on me. I'm currently learning to acclimate my taste buds. The good I'm getting to know requires an acquired taste palette, but it's something that essentially anyone can enjoy. All that's required is immersion. Once immersed, you'll find that the flavor is diverse. It'll take some adjusting at first, but the the pleasure of it sneaks up on you and fills you with mirth. The good I'm getting to know is a slow burn. It marinates and it simmers, making the experience the experience of indulging more rewarding. The good I'm getting to know is sustainable. And so there you have it. That is the poems that I have written most recently within, primarily within my 19th, my 19th year of life. This is what I've created thus far, and I am very excited to continue to write and express myself in this way. It's something that is so new to me. I used to write poems when I was in fifth grade when we were learning about haikus and, you know, all the other different types of poem forms, art forms. But um, I am just now getting into it again as a mature adult, for lack of better words than, I am loving it. I'm excited to see where the heart, the mind, and the soul, and the feelings, and the emotions, and, you know, me, what I'm writing, takes me where God takes me, ultimately, too. The creative nature takes me in the future. And so with that, I hope you've enjoyed. These are the writings of the one and only, yours truly, Kamari. And with that, I am done. I have nothing else to say. So let's go ahead and say our closing. As always, my friends, peace and positivity and productivity and prosperity to you and everyone you know. And until next time, ciao.